Hello, welcome back to the Planet Film Network. Uh, welcome back to another PFN Live. Hopefully we are live. We had a bit of a uh, going live uh, malfunction over here. It was putting us live to a private video, but we should be good. Should be here. Let us know. Can you guys see us? Can you guys hear us? But we should be good. Uh, yeah, I am one of your hosts, Sean Monk. And I'm your other host, TJ Cornwell. And today on episode 105, I think it is, yeah. uh, we're going to be talking uh, AMC ticketing policy. Uh, mm -hmm. A new one that just, I think, kind of, I don't know if it was like formally announced or anything, but it was kind of came out in some, some trades yesterday or yep. two days ago. Netflix password sharing, and then we're going to do a draft on who would, uh, who would we choose to fight Kang in the Avengers? Music too loud. Yeah, I got it. music's probably it over, right? So, yeah. We're, okay. But first, I think we should probably, you know, talk about what we've been watching lately. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would like to go first real quick. I've, I've actually, I actually got to two movies this week. All right. Uh, plus, I've, I've been playing, I'm trying to get through God of War. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've started picking that up again. Uh, had to look a lot of things up because I haven't played it since it came out, and that was November. So yeah. I was a little lost in the story, so I had to, you know, look a few things up. So first thing I watched was a movie you've seen. And you had high pra you had high praise for I'd say, uh, and that is Violent Night. Mm -hmm. uh, so I watched that on Peacock, and you know I was I was I was between a few things, and you know I was looking for something relatively shorter because it was later, and I was like you know what I'll put on Violent Night. Uh, you know Sean said it was pretty good, mm -hmm. uh, so I'll check it out. And I feel like a lot of people, not just you, said it was pretty good. Just didn't hit with me. D didn't didn't really? really fully connect with me. I thought maybe you take everything out and just leave David Harbour and the little girl. Maybe that. Maybe you just take out the entire story. Keep it simpler. Uh, I I was I thought it was pretty, and I, I get it's kind of like a, you know, it's just a fun slasher type movie. I also thought you know David Harbour Santa was going to be the bad guy. Turns out, oh, he's really? the good guy trying to stop the robbers. Yeah, oh, I didn't yeah. I didn't know. So I thought you know like a lot of that fight scenes and. Uh, you know, all that stuff was really good. Mm -hmm. Again, the story I could have done without the whole like robbing these rich people, and then we got the the family with the the kill squad, and this kill squad is in on it. And I was like, it's just I I could do without any of this. Yeah. But I did I did laugh at some points. Mm -hmm. Didn't laugh as much as I wanted to, or or as much as I thought I should. Yeah. But I thought the strongest part of the movie was probably David Harbor. And the little girl, I forget her name. Their kind of chemistry. I mm -hmm. thought that was that was great. But everything else, I was like, maybe we just get rid of it. Yeah. So you're saying <laughs> um, for uh, yeah. for Violent Night two, a little less, uh, a little less going on, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like even like the 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 Nutcrackers. I didn't even laugh at that, which I was like, I, I that's something I would find I should find really funny. I just yeah. I, I didn't find it that funny. No, I totally get that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it is. Uh, could be hit or miss. Uh, what did you think of Leguizamo as the main villain? Uh, I thought he was fine. What was his, like, I know his motivation was, like, really dumb. What was his motivation again? I think it was just, like. Or was it just stealing the Well, the he just thing? wanted the money, but I think his motivation right. against Santa was the, like, I know, you never gave me Oh, anything. like the, the, yeah, he, like, yeah. grew up with, like, someone with his parents or something or, yeah. yeah. I think at, at one point. And now it was gonna go in my like little 
funny review thing. Oh, yeah. Did he say Christmas ends tonight or Christmas dies tonight? He said Christmas dies tonight. That's okay. Yeah. Because I, I go, I, my review was going to be Christmas dies tonight is the new evil dies tonight. 100%. <laughs> so I'm going to actually edit that because I put Christmas ends, but I was like, I couldn't remember if he said dies or ends. No, it's hilarious. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm interested to see. I, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to watching the second one. But maybe, I don't know, maybe I was like, my expectations were too high or something. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm not really sure what I wanted, what I wanted it to be. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. <clears throat> I, I think uh, I think it's possible that, uh, I think you could pare it down a lot in the sequel. Maybe make it a diehard at the North Pole or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, where Santa gets like trapped in the toy factory or whatever. Right. But I would like to see, like, a continuation of the, like, kind of world building. Just, like, mm-hmm. I guess avoid we'll avoid the spoilers on it. But just, like, what Santa is in history that's explored, mm-hmm. like, very briefly in this movie. I'd like to see that, like, uh, kind of expounded upon. But, yeah. What else you got? And then the second movie I watched uh, is a movie that I had been wanting to watch for a while. Uh, a few, not even more than a few months ago. Sometime last year, I was on the little Harrison Ford binge, and I was mm-hmm. watching like all those Jack Ryan movies and Air Force One, which isn't a Jack Ryan movie, but so I watched Witness finally. Uh, have you seen that? I have not. Very good movie. Uh, highly That's recommend. Uh, basically, Amish. he's a, yeah, he's just he's a cop, and this this Amish boy witnesses a murder, and you know he's got to protect him. Pretty pretty simple, and then he has to go to the Amish farm. Everybody's great in it. Uh, didn't even know Danny Glover was in it. He's not in it as much as you'd think he'd be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when he's he's there, he's there. He's really good. Harrison Ford, great. Kelly McGinnis, great. Uh, I think my one knock on it would probably be like, they develop a relationship in the movie that you can probably gather is probably frowned upon because she's Amish and he's not. Yeah. And that whole kind of thing. And they kind of just like, they kind of run out of time, it almost feels like. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to something, but then, like, you're like, okay, well, what happened next? And it's like, nothing. It's, you know. You never know. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> Until Witness 2 comes out. Yeah. We're yeah, waiting. Right. You got anything else? Did I talk about how I, so I, I watched the last seasons of The Office that I finished. Oh, yeah. That I, I don't know if, I don't know if that was last week or two weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. Great show. Again, what can I say? Uh, teared up a little bit at, uh, what was it? Uh, Obviously, Michael leaving, but then Michael coming back in the last episode uh, at Dwight's wedding. That yeah. was nice to see, too. That's what she said. And I watched, uh, I'm watching Naruto. I'm on episode 20 so far. Uh, good show. I think that's it. I downloaded, so I downloaded, sorry, last thing. I downloaded that app, that serialized app that you were talking about mm-hmm. last week. And it. I will say it's a better layout. And it's more it's more letterbox esque. Yeah. But you can only look from what I can tell, I could be wrong. You can only log seasons. Oh, I think there's which... a way to do episodes, but I'd have to look. Cause I okay. like I said, I have I am not the best with keeping track of my shows. Right. Just cause, you know, like I said last week, I'll I'll throw something on and like there's no way for me to keep track of it consistently, but mm-hmm. I'll take a look at it. I don't know. The Curse of the Yawning is back. Um, mm-hmm. I should have gotten a coffee. But I'm pretty sure there's a way to track uh, individual episodes. But if not, maybe it's different. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but yeah, um, yeah, I, that's I, it dev- for me. it's definitely hard <laughs> to keep track of TV accurately. I feel it's just so much harder than movies. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, awesome. Uh, so I have been watching, I always like it when we start a new, uh, like month out on Letterboxd and it lines up with our Tuesday shows because now mm-hmm. I can just look at all of February for what I've been watching since the last show. Oh yeah. I started, uh, as I talked about last time I watched, uh, the 1968 plan of the ape to rewatch it. And then my roommate had never seen any of the newer ones. So we watched uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Then uh, today we finished Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and started War for the Planet of the Apes right before we went live. And then I also ended up watching Hereditary twice uh, because we were, <coughs> I watched it with we start I started it with my roommate uh, a few days back, and then she I think went to bed or or went upstairs or something, mm-hmm. uh, and so then I finished it by myself. But then today she was like. We, we should finish that. So we went back to where we where we had left off, which was only like 25 or something minutes in, uh, and then finished it. That is a really fucked up movie, uh, but very, mm-hmm. very good. Uh, Oscar for Tony. And then I finished my Shrek uh, watch through which, uh, with Shrek Forever After. Uh, and then just because I wanted to, right after I finished all four movies with Shrek Forever After, I went back and I rewatched Shrek 2 again. Fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Uh, and then I also watched uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars movie for 2008. Still very uh, good because I love the characters. Rex, Ahsoka, everybody, you know. But still the 2008 Clone Wars movie. It's the inception. It's the it's the seed of, you know, where, where this was all going to lead to. But it's not, you know, fantastic uh, as something yeah. like season seven. <clears throat> And then also, last night, I just got home from work, and I was just like, I want to watch a great movie, so I watched Batman Begins, uh, which, fantastic as always. Then the main thing that I watched, which I won't even talk about my thoughts on here, because I already posted a full review for it, is I actually have now seen Knock at the Cabin twice. That's M. Night Shyamalan's new uh, film in theaters, starring Dave mm-hmm. Bautista, Rupert Grint, uh, Ben Aldrich, and Jonathan Groff, as well as a couple other people. Uh, yeah, I will uh, send you guys over if you want my thoughts. Send over to the review that is up on the channel. I'm sure you can find it right now. Uh, I might even put it in the chat for you guys. But that's pretty much all I've been watching TV-wise. I uh, Oh, yeah. Sorry. Main thing that I've been watching TV-wise is I have been working my way through the last season of Hannibal again. Just getting back on that grind. But throughout that, I also checked out Ginny and Georgia on Netflix um, mm-hmm. Which is one of its highest-rated shows right now. It's uh, it's good for me, I think. So Ginny and Georgia. Georgia is the mom, and then Ginny is her daughter, and it kind of follows how both of them are going through the challenges, like in their life, basically, and then their stories are intertwined, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very like soap opery, very drama y, very like CW drama stuff but on an elevated kind of Netflix budget. And and I won't say that it's like a CW show, like terrible acting type thing. It's just that right. type, think that type of show. But for me, I think the show is really good when it's with the Georgia storyline, the more adult stuff. I think it's just what I relate to more at this point because honestly, all the Ginny stuff with being in high school and all that drama, I, I'm like, I was, I'm like rolling my eyes. And, and a lot of people feel that way online is they're like, Ginny and Georgia is good, but it's the most cringeworthy show like I've ever seen. 
I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I think that, like, the stuff that isn't cringeworthy is very good. Like, I'm, I'm super, like, engrossed in the character dramas and stuff. Uh, but then all the stuff that's just like, oh, my God, like, these 15- and 16-year-olds I just can't stand watching. But, yeah, that's pretty much everything that I have been watching. So let's just go ahead and dive right on over here to uh, – let's start off with box office just because it's been a couple weeks since we've checked in with the box office. Really – the, the main two stories here with the box office itself, and I'll just go quickly. Number one at the box office this weekend. Let's see. It's, hopefully this comes through. There we go. Uh, as you guys can see here, Knock of the Cabin came in number one at $14.1 million. 80 for Brady came in number two at $12.7 wow. million. But it's interesting because if you actually break down to the uh, tickets sold, 80 for Brady actually uh, way outsold Knock at the Cabin. But it made less because, and I can speak to this because I work at a movie theater, uh, every ticket for 80 for Brady at every location anywhere, regardless of company, is either the matinee pricing or the value day pricing. So tickets are basically half off or significantly Mm. discounted for 80 for Brady. And that's going to be going forward. That's for its entire run. Paramount basically is just putting this movie out at a discount. Which is interesting, but clearly it packed packed a ton of people in. I mean, I, can I mean say, the fact that he retired last week probably also helps. Absolutely, yeah, and, I, <laughs> and I'm sure honestly, there's probably you know some correlation between that because he's yeah. an executive producer <clears throat> and stars in the movie and everything. And like you said, people are you know feeling nostalgic about Brady because he did retire and everything. Uh, but it was definitely for my theater, it was definitely the number one movie of the weekend, hands down. Coming in, so coming in at twelve point seven, that's pretty good. Another significant win for Paramount, which you know, Top Gun was great, but we're in a new year and you need to start making up that Babylon money. Number three, which is kind of the bigger, the biggest story here, Avatar finally dethroned, popping down to number three, knocking the cabin in eighty for Brady, beating it. Eight weeks at number one or seven weeks at number one, not bad. Hasn't been done since the first Avatar movie, but we are slowly starting to see the the giants kind of come off of its hill here uh number four is going to be puss in boots the last wish which we'll talk more about in a second coming in with 7.8 million and then number five is bts yet to come in cinemas which is another one of these bts concert cinema experiences there have been a couple of them in the past year uh that came in at uh 5.1 million which is significant if you look at the fact that it only played in about 1100 theaters so very interesting interesting there yeah, it's uh I think the idea is that it was supposed like somebody <clears throat> read it. I think mm-hmm. it's supposed to read for the poster is what I'm saying. I think it, you're supposed to read it as like best is yet best yet to come in cinemas. Like I think that that's oh, how you're yeah. supposed to read it, but when you just read it like that or on our Usher schedules it just says BTS yet to come in cinemas and it's like <laughs> like the, there's just so no like out? <laughs> yeah, there's like there's no like uh, what's that word syntax to it. Like there's no like right. rhythm to the words. It's just like the. Yeah. But I I think it's supposed to be. It makes sense on the poster, but it is definitely a weird name here. So, the last thing I want to talk about box office wise is uh, Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. So Puss in Boots is absolutely destroying it at the box office quietly uh, in Avatar's you know counter programming shadow essentially. So it has beaten the first Puss in Boots both both uh, worldwide and domestically, as well as now it's kind of going down the list of other DreamWorks animation projects 
kind of killing that uh, one movie at a time. I know it's beaten a couple of the Kung Fu Panda movies, beaten uh, the first two How to Train Your Dragon movies. So it is a big climb for that movie. And right now it's sitting domestic at 151.6 million. And then the big number worldwide, 370.8 million, almost $400 million. And it's really honestly still climbing. Uh, which climbing, is crazy. Yeah. Again, as we've looked at in weeks past on this uh, website, The Numbers, uh, it does this helpful little graphic of basically where the uh, industry projected a movie like this to make versus where it has gone. And as you can see, that is a humongous difference. So, you know, very excited to see that movie just constantly climbing up the charts. But yeah, what are your th- what are your thoughts? What's your take on some of this box office stuff with uh, Puss in Boots? going crazy avatar finally coming off of uh its top spot at the podium what do you think yeah i think this is just the the demand for another shrek movie uh no but i think people really like that universe and i think people really like going back to that universe you mm-hmm. know i feel like these movies don't come off come out very often like when was the last puss and boost movie 13 years ago so you yeah. know uh well well even that like when was the last kind of movie in this dreamworks universe like that eight years ago that was the last one yeah yeah (laughs) and obviously there you know clearly this shows that if you make a good one like you said this movie Mm -hmm. and a lot of people again not this is nominated for or no it's not yeah it's uh, for best animated feature yeah 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 so clearly obviously made a good movie so if you make another good movie in the shrek universe clearly people are going to show up Mm -hmm. and i think there is going to be a shrek five yeah, I think uh, there is definitely going to be a Shrek Five and a Puss in Boots Three. I think yeah. uh, you haven't I'm seen. it they yet, never right? made like a. Have they? No, I haven't seen it. But have they ever made like a donkey movie or anything? Or no? no, but Eddie Murphy was. Uh, he was interviewed last week for that new Netflix movie. Right. I think it's You People, and you he people, talked yeah. about. It. He was like, you know, I love Puss in Boots, but he's there's no way he's funnier than Donkey. Like, where's my Donkey <laughs> movie, basically? And I genuinely, you you kind of nailed it on the head with what you just said of this universe is the last time this franchise kind of existed, which was, you know, uh, just over a decade ago, um, mm. it, we now have this hyper want for connect interconnectivity. And, I mean, it's always been there, but with the MCU and everything, this hyper want for interconnectivity. If I see this movie, I want it to be worth my time and pay off in another movie. So I wouldn't be surprised if not only does this give us Shrek 5, which is almost a certainty at this point, I think this also guarantees a Puss in Boots 3. Like you said, I think maybe a donkey movie. I wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of Shrek projects coming either here or straight to Peacock. And I think that if anything's going straight to Peacock, it is not going to look like those horrendous Puss in Boots uh, Netflix shows that basically have, like, you know, no uh, textures or anything to them that look like they were mm-hmm. made for, like, 100000 an episode. Yeah. Or, or it looks like an old PS2 game is a better way to put it. I, I think I think we could see a lot of the Shrek universe coming, and as it says on the poster here, it says a new uh, fairy tale in the world from the world of Shrek. So mm. I I wouldn't be surprised if that coupled with Shrek has always still been popular, you know, in the movies with merchandise and you know in just pop culture and everything. I think that they're gonna they're gonna see this universe continue and be be big uh, for years to come, which is awesome because I mean it's obviously movies that we grew up with. Uh, coming back in a big way. I know, you know, there's going to be a lot of that. I'm still waiting on the definitive uh, live-action Ben 10 uh, trilogy, but we'll get there one day. All right. Next up here, just a couple of quick shout-out stories here. 
is uh, Viola Davis this weekend at the Grammys became the third African-American woman in history to get uh, an EGOT, which is awesome. Uh, and she definitely was very aware of the moment. It was part of her speech. I didn't mm -hmm. watch the Grammys, but I did I did find her uh, acceptance speech later on and watched it. It was just, she was just kind of like grinning ear to ear, but it's just fantastic for her. Uh, and only one of 18 people ever to get an EGOT. Wow. Yeah. And she and she's killing it with Amanda Waller, yeah. the woman king. I'm sure, there's, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that are probably like one away. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. There's a, actually 480 for Brady. There's a great video where the four of them are going around and they're like uh, the four main uh, stars mm -hmm. of that movie are going around and they're like comparing how close they are to an EGOT. And Lily Tomlin's like, I have two uh, Golden Globes. And Jane Fonda mm -hmm. was like, it's not Golden Globes, it's Grammys. <laughs> like, she was like, that's not how it works. Uh, you can't cheat it with a globe. But, uh, yeah, no, 100%. I, it, it'd, be, it'd be interesting stats to, to look up to see who's closest or who maybe got the closest without actually go, getting all the way. Because I feel like it's the Tony that holds a lot of people back. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, very, very awesome for... Uh, for her uh next up speaking of oscar nominations we have an exorcism going on in hollywood which is austin butler says he is finally getting rid of the elvis accent he <laughs> said point. i he said i probably damaged my vocal cords with all that singing one song took 40 takes uh i think this guy just got caught up in the pr machine of keeping that accent and i feel like there needed to be a hard break well he probably <laughs> had to get rid of it too if he was going to do anything else you know he and dave batista yeah, Dune, for Dune, Dave Batista said, uh, I think, I might have even talked about it on last week's show, but that, like, Austin Butler's, like, insanely good in Dune 2. So I'm assuming he's not yeah. going around Dune 2, uh, you know, talking like Elvis. But uh, there, was, <laughs> there was this great meme that was going around, like, a week or two ago that said, like, Austin Butler has been removed from Dune 2 after reportedly showing up to set and saying, I don't know who this Paul <laughs> fella is, but <laughs> it just said dot, dot, dot. thought that was hilarious. Uh, but good for Austin Butler. He's a great actor. I really, yeah. I feel like last time we had something teetering on the edge of cringeworthy with a musical biopic was kind of how hard Rami Malek went into Freddie Mercury, which, like, mm -hmm. you have to get into character. You have to get into that headspace and everything. But I feel like the general consensus is, like, okay, we, like, we get it you did mm. we you did the role good great like but I, but austin butler's genuinely such a good actor i'm like please don't talk like elvis the rest of your life <laughs> so i'm glad that he is not uh next up here if we want to trade off here one uh, every other we have our very mm -hmm. first uh reactions to ant-man and the wasp quantumania which had its first big la uh, press event last night it was I have heard some uh, some great things that I really liked hearing and some not-so-great things that I was a little more worrisome about. But I wanted to find a good kind of collection of them. And on Variety, I did find, surprisingly, a lot of disparate uh, opinions being being thrown mm. around here. So, Diverse, uh, you mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, which, uh, I'll start off with this one. So, we got uh, Jazz Tanky said uh had an absolute blast watching ant-man and the lost quantum media creative creative irresistibly energetic and filled with some great action sequences welcome jonathan majors such a badass uh the effects are superb 
so that sounds great right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of the common thread in all of these is Jonathan Majors is fantastic, but also I like the little, the effects are super, are superb. So, you know, maybe focusing a little bit more time on making sure that they're getting the effects uh, in a place that, you know, hopefully the internet <coughs> will tear them apart on, mm-hmm. but I'm sure they probably still will. Do you want to take this one? Yeah, this is from Mike Ryan. Uh, Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. Trying to imagine a Marvel novice, one ticket please, then getting two hours of variant and multiverse talk. Jonathan Majors is great as Kang, and for a good portion of the movie, Michelle Pfeiffer is the main character, which is awesome. There's more, but I think we'll just yeah, it there. I think that's good. <clears throat> and I've kind of seen this too, this kind of overall theme of talking about, I've seen a lot of people saying there it's a surprising amount of world building being thrown at you for a Marvel movie. Uh, which I think is interesting. Let's see if anybody else brings that up. Uh, we have Sean Keen here. Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania has too much going on. It's tough to connect emotionally to any of it. Jonathan Majors Kang is charismatic, intense, uh, is a charismatic, intense baddie and visually awesome, but the threat he represents is too abstract. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think... I was literally just about to say, it seems like uh, Marvel is back to its you know winning ways after... Mm-hmm. The previous, you know, previous movies, but maybe not. <laughs> well, then we get we get Steve Weintraub here, Frosty himself. Yeah, uh, uh, I can read this one. All right, uh, Marvel's Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is a strong start to Phase Five. I now understand why it's called Quantumania. Jonathan Majors is excellent as Kang, and cannot wait to see where this all goes. Two after the credit scenes, and both are very good. There you go. I think that's. Overall, I feel like there's some mix in here, but I feel like overall it's pretty positive. Nothing's here. like completely like that movie was terrible, you know. Yeah. Oh, and then here's another another kind of clip out that I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. people have been saying. Jamie uh, Broadnecks here saying Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Media gives some heavy Star Wars vibes. I've seen that from a couple different people. Uh, fantastic performance from Jonathan Majors, who is incredible as the big bad uh, villain. Make sure to stay for the two post credit scenes. Just praising Jonathan Majors again. And then this is the main one that I saw, which oh, okay. is the best Star Wars movie since 2018, is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, it's a huge sci-fi adventure with gorgeous world-building that feels almost a little unmarvel in how much world-building there is. But it's got humor, uh, heart, Kang completely rules, and Michelle Pfeiffer steals it. So yeah, that's another thing that we've been hearing uh, throughout this is that uh, Janet is kind of got a very big role in this movie, um, mm-hmm. or at least a very big emotional role in this movie. How do you feel about uh, Michelle Pfeiffer kind of stealing the show here, apparently? Yeah, I'm all for it. I, again, I have not, I've only seen Ant-Man and the Wasp once, and she's not in most of the movie, if I recall correctly. Yeah. But I like her as an actor, so you know, I'm excited to see what happens, and, you know, I... I don't know. I feel like somebody's probably not going to make it out of this movie. I don't know who. Yeah. Maybe it's her and Michael Douglas. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm definitely getting major vibes that, that one of them <coughs> is going to go in this just because of how long it's been, how many movies they've been in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's a great way to kind of launch or, you know, launch Scott and Hope. Uh, or maybe it's Scott or Hope that, that bites it in this one. I don't know. I think... I think we'll we'll have to see, but just read a couple more here, which is, uh, there comes a point where every franchise has to get weird, and the MCU has done just that with Ant-Man 3. Like all his other roles, Jonathan Majors remains endlessly compelling, uh, more Jonathan Majors love, uh, and this one, 
And then I guess we'll end on this one, which uh, I also saw, which is after a frustratingly rough act one, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania finally gets going, only to end where the story should have began. While the external stakes are clear and weighty, emotional drive felt slight and levity even lighter. Uh, that said, Jonathan Majors rules. So that's probably the most negative one that we've seen so far. Mm. But uh, yeah, how do you how do you kind of? Oh, well, hang on, I gotta read these ones. I didn't even see these. Uh, Mark Ellis uh, had a great time kicking off Phase Five with Quantumania. Uh, engaging fast-paced storytelling with humor, heart, and tons of action. So much new that locked me back into the MCU. Get excited and get tiny. There you go. All right. How you feel? How you feeling about uh, Quantumania after hearing some of this? Uh, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I feel like we've all had a little MCU break. When, what was the last? When was the last thing? Uh, uh, Wakanda Forever. Okay, that was what October? Uh, November tenth, I think. Yeah, so it's yeah, been so we've three had about months. two, three months. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'm excited. I, I've really liked the trailer so far. Man, I'm interested to see. You know, like everybody's saying, this really expands the universe. So I'm gonna guess we're gonna spend a lot of time in the quantum realm, if I had to imagine in this movie. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where that takes us. And uh, you know, we had a little bit of Jonathan Majors and Loki, and I, that was obviously that was a variant, correct, of Kang, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so I'm excited to see, you know, if there's other variants and maybe in the in this movie and, uh, you know, there's I think there was a shot of Modoc that I saw that was kind of cool earlier today on Twitter. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually really interested to see what Modoc looks like, because I know we've seen yeah. kind of those like quick images in the trailer and that one there's one if you pause it just right like it looks not great but again mm-hmm. that's probably not finished i have to imagine so i'm interested to see how that looks <laughs> and i think it could just be the kind of goofiness that uh modok brings because after all he is yeah he is literally just a giant head with tiny little mm-hmm. arms and legs but i am excited to see uh to see kind of how modok brings everything together here one thing that i am not excited for and a lot of oh, people boy. are not excited for and i'll get your thoughts on this because i feel like Lately, at least, you've probably been going here more than I have. But uh, AMC has uh, introduced yes. right off the bat. You know what? Actually, let's go in chronological order here. I feel like we got to take okay. this in chronological order. Uh, so literally last week, that the, literally the morning after last week's live show, Wednesday morning, Netflix put out uh, their anti-password sharing method, which is once, which was. Once every 31 days, your device must be logged into your home Wi-Fi network or your account and device will be blocked from using Netflix. So this obviously resulted in a huge, huge uproar. Everything from, like, you know, how how are you so tone deaf? How are you not realizing, like, this is not going to get people to give you more money. It's just going to get less people using your platform. And then I feel like things really heat, heated up and kicked up a notch when everybody uh, and this is all just on twitter obviously but clearly it's an effective campaign because of what happened next and netflix is clearly paying attention but you know the other thing was the only reason that people pay you netflix for your service is that you are a you were affordable and easier than pirating the second that you become more complicated and more expensive (laughs) than pirating it's mm-hmm. all over for you because guess what? I Netflix can, is probably I, the most expensive. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 
without Close a doubt. Close to base tier, right? Probably. Yeah, because I mean the base tier is I think eighteen ninety nine, and then the the highest tier or whatever it is is I think I think it's between like twenty one ninety nine and like twenty four ninety nine depending on mm-hmm. where you live, um, and so then this would be charges in addition to that for the different accounts, which is just in, insane to begin with. But all right, real sorry, real quick. Yeah. Let me just break this down real quick so we're correct. So basic with ads is seven a month. Okay. Basic is ten. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that's HD without ads. Yeah. Standard is fifteen forty nine a month, and premium is twenty. Okay. I feel like there was definitely a point where it was more. I wonder yes, if they've I've, lowered it. I thought there was too, but yeah. But uh, either way, uh, big huge uproar, and then uh, Netflix listened. But in the way of listening, uh, just decided to act like nothing happened, basically. Uh, so then, literally two days later, uh, Netflix has removed the new anti-password sharing rules from their website, stating that they were posted uh, as an error and are not yet applicable to the U.S. After this yeah. uh, Twitter post and this article came out, they then later doubled down and said, not only is it not uh, applicable in the U.S. yet, but... Uh, we don't plan on rolling it out to the U.S. That it's just simply, uh, it it was just simply a test idea, which obviously you know, believe what you want to believe, but sounds like uh, total bullshit to me. Uh, but what what's your kind of thoughts on this? And and uh, we got five people watching here. What are your guys' thoughts on this whole Netflix kind of tone deaf tone deaf kind of drama? Of because also there was another big aspect too of what about college kids? What about people with divorced parents living in two households even justice smith uh who you know the actor who has worked on multiple netflix projects he had a big tweet go viral that basically said Mm -hmm. so if i get a job for netflix that requires me to go film in london for two months does that mean that my account is going to get blocked because i can't log into my home wi-fi like are people to travel for work and everything like that so what are your kind of thoughts on this uh this whole Netflix, uh, yeah, you know, crazy. So, as far as that goes, I thought I had seen something that was an idea where it's like you could get a unique code or something like that if you do travel or something like that. Again, that's not, I'm not sure if that is true. Mm -hmm. Uh, first of all, I get, I get the how people would be annoyed with the whole kind of you know, no password sharing, it's always been a thing, really. Uh, something you're not supposed to do. But it was never regulated. Uh, and now they're starting to enforce it, and they want to, and people are mad about it. Uh, and I've made the, the argument, too. I am on the wagon of technically you are stealing <laughs> mm-hmm. if you are using somebody's password and you don't live with them. And you are taking money away from Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the same hand... They encouraged like, I can't it back ima- in the day, too. There's they all did, those yeah. tweets that they're like love is password is sharing a password right you know people like retweeted that tweet from like five six years ago yeah. or whatever that netflix tweeted i think that you know it's it's something that they need to do because you know they're getting more expensive and you know i mean spending half a billion dollars on movies and stuff like on ryan johnson deals and daniel craig deal and stuff like that that doesn't help obviously Mm-mm. gray man 250 on the gray man right right but at the same time, like you need to find ways to make more money, and this would be one because then you're forcing everybody else that doesn't already have an account to get one. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the question, I think, is your catalog good enough for people to want to buy your service? Yeah. Especially with, you know, Disney and Hulu and HBO. Yeah, with everything and else out there. With everything else, because those, you know, those studios used to come to you mm-hmm. and say, or you used to go to them and be like, hey, give us your stuff. We'll put it on our streaming service because you guys were the only ones in town. Now it's everybody else. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's tough. I think they're in a tough situation. Again, they got to make more money, but at the same time, they're kind of pissing off a lot of people. But what those people are doing isn't really correct. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree 100%. I think it's like, you know, fair to think that on, mm-hmm. on either side of the issue of, you know, <clears throat> is it uh, better to kind of, you know, share? Well, I should say, is it more an issue of sharing the passwords is what's not getting mm-hmm. them the revenue, or is it more of an issue of this is just not the way to go about it. And I think that mm. that's a really difficult question that I don't envy them having to answer. But I just think it's a little it's a little ridiculous with, uh, with what this plan was, just because of specifically, you know, people with divorced families, college students that are away from home that don't have their own, you know, if they're going at home on the weekends and then living in their dorm during the week, like, that's not really fair to them to uh, it basically boils down to i saw this perfect tweet that boiled it down which uh, it was just somebody on twitter it wasn't anybody that i am aware of um mm-hmm. it just said you look at the tiers that they have and it says you know highest tier 4k four screens you're paying for mm-hmm. four screens they should not be able to tell you where those four screens are period if you know that should be how it works so if my kid, you know, lives 35 minutes away during the week, you know, are you going to and he let's say he's binging a show, right? He's going to watch it at college, but then he's going to come home and have to go onto a different Netflix account, try and figure out where he was in the show. It takes away the whole benefit of what Netflix is. You know what I mean? Like I remember the old commercials for, you know, Time Warner Cable, you know, press OK to continue watching. That was like, oh, my God, you could finish watching it in a different room like mm-hmm. that's part of the stuff that was like holy crap about netflix back in the day was like you can pause it at your house and then you know on the bus ride home from work the next day you can finish the episode on your phone that's right. stuff that used to be like these little signifiers of value for netflix and then streaming as a whole but just jumping over to chat real quick here Spider Boy Two Clock, all right. Spider Boy Two Clock, tell Netflix to put Spectacular Spider Man back on. I think that might have been Peter Parker in the chat. Shout out Peter. I think it is, or maybe they took it off. I thought it was back on. I I, I, I think it's on Disney Plus. Mm. I think it, it might be. Yeah, so check that out. If you have a VPN, maybe hook it up to the UK one. They usually have a wider library. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the Spider Man section there. Real quick though. That oh, now this whole traveling thing that would take that away because if away. you're using a VPN, it thinks you're in the UK, which means it wouldn't technically be connected to your router. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't know that you're home. So yeah, that, doesn't that kind of take that away? Yeah, the VPN of it all. Like I, I for one, just my own experience, I've seen countless like posts and YouTube videos saying that it still works. I haven't been able to successfully access another country's Netflix for years. I feel like every time oh, okay. I, every time I go to but pe- but there are people that that say they still can and everything and it's still 
in the ExpressVPN commercials and everything and NordVPN commercials, all that stuff. But anytime I do it, it says, you know, warning, you cannot access this. Uh, we detect you're on a proxy server. It gives me like a proxy error, mm. it says. So now I wouldn't be surprised if you try to do something like that, if it just says your account is done. If it, if it just says you're oh, blocked. Oh, maybe I shouldn't try that. I was just about to. Just well, <laughs> I mean, if, if they canceled uh, these plans, you might be okay. Yeah. But let's see. Michelle says, the things that drew me to Netflix, uh, like, the things that drew me to Netflix, like documentaries, I used to love new content, etc. They're just not even doing it anymore. And I looked at the documentaries. They are all outdated. Uh, they're pricing themselves out, giving you less new content and not allowing the sharing like others do. They're going to take some more big losses. Uh, and then we also have uh, Tama Murray, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Netflix took took an L. Uh, Netflix also <laughs> has more competition nowadays. Yeah, I think those two point out something important, which is, you know, you look at something like Paramount Plus or Disney Plus, they're not talking about password sharing. You know what I mean? They they don't care. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? And, at and the I know same it's... time, too, they have their student like they're very large historic studio especially exactly. you know, like disney we got parks and we got all of these other avenues of revenue we're not just a streaming service and that's the one thing so. that netflix just can never compete with is they are on their own netflix mm-hmm. is netflix's income you know disney plus is 20 what is it 15 20 percent of net of disney's income so it is not a top priority for them also it's the whole kind of, you know, first one through the door is always the bloodiest of, like, Netflix, you know, overextended themselves and overextended themselves for years of, you know, I feel like it was probably just pre-pandemic that we started hearing all this stuff about, like, how is Netflix making money? Like, they're spending, like, $200 million on this, but then, like, they're not making that back and all, all this and that, and now they're... I feel like the biggest, like, kind of uh, hole in the wall or, like, chink in the armor was was the office, was losing the office, was like, yeah. okay, that was a big loss. And then they started losing, like you said, all of their legacy and licensed content. Didn't they pay for Seinfeld? Didn't they pay, like, $100 million? Yeah, it was, like, $140 million or something, yeah. which is crazy because, like, I think I saw someone that just off that deal – it, like just a straight up check Jerry Seinfeld and Larry David made like 50 million off of that Netflix deal which is insane amount of money and I don't even think they have it exclusively they don't I was going to say I think uh, I think it's on Netflix Peacock, isn't it and... no maybe it is just Netflix oh, okay that's well just watch says. good for yeah, them never mind <laughs> alright well that's what they have but again yeah. It's a licensing deal. It's not permanent. It's only for a select number of years, and that was about two or three years ago, so it's probably going to be over soon. Uh, and they can't keep shelling out money for that just to get people to hopefully stay. But I think to answer your question that you asked a little bit ago, of, in my opinion, I don't think that their content is worth it. I, I just don't. I, I, I've been, over the past like year, year and a half, I have slowly just been... F- kind of going more and more into the camp of I make sure I have Netflix once every couple months to watch the movie that's coming out, you know, binge uh, a show I've heard is really good uh, and then basically just move on. Because I I just don't go to, I don't go to it and be like 
oh, yeah, making a murderer and, you know, uh, this and that and all, you know, House of Cards and stuff like that. I feel like they yeah. don't even have shows every like so often they got like, so, they got something every so often they got something. every so often yeah like when, like you look at like wednesday but then yeah look at the gap from like wednesday to glass onion there was like two months where there was just nothing like mm. I, and and by that i mean obviously there was dozens and dozens of netflix titles that came out during that time but they're all shit like they're all like you know nailed it brazil season seven is not going to get me to pay $21 a month per place I want to watch your service. Uh, it just is not. And then also they're going to have they're having all this trouble too. Not really part of this story, but you know, all this trouble you hear about all this stuff going on with their like real life Squid Game thing that apparently like people are getting Yeah, I didn't even know that was and, a thing. I just I heard about that today actually. Yeah, they're doing uh like a real life Squid Game obviously with no uh, you know, death but they uh, it's in the uk and there's 456 contestants just like in the show mm-hmm. and the prize i think the prize is like 4.56 million pounds or something like that but basically the big story was like with what they were doing the red light green light thing which is like the you know the thing turns around and then right. they run and whatever yeah. but the problem was because they're filming it like a reality tv show they would say all right stop and then they would do 10, 15 minutes of coverage getting all these different shots. These people were standing there for, like, 12 hours when they were told that, like, each game would be one day of filming, in essence, uh, if not uh, even less than that. So people were getting all these, like, sores on their legs. They were getting bruised, like, worn out, all this stuff. And apparently none of the contestants have gotten paid what they were promised as even the daily rate was. And this is all from Netflix, so it's like they have that little problem uh, brewing for them as well. But, guys, let us know, what do you think about all this stuff going on with Netflix and password sharing? What is going to happen with Netflix in the coming years? What are some of the things that uh, – what's some things that Netflix could change or, or old features that they could add back uh, or, you know, ease of life things that they could add in uh, that would get you guys, you know, to be fully back on board with Netflix? Or did you never get off board with Netflix? Are you still just, you know, going along with it and everything like that? Let us know down below in the comments. But, TJ, let's go ahead and move over to uh, our last story of the day, which is uh, all this crap with AMC, which uh, apparently they have not, did not learn from Netflix, you know, pissing off all of their customer base. So, do you want to uh, read some of this first here? Uh, yeah. Ashley Carter tweeted this uh, yesterday. Today, the 7th? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. AMC Theaters has announced a new ticket pricing strategy called Sightline at AMC. As part of the new strategy, ticket prices uh, will be based on seat location. There will be three different seat pricing options, standard, value, and preferred. Uh, standard is uh, seats are the most common in auditoriums and are available for the traditional cost of a ticket. Value is uh, seats in the front row of the auditorium as well as select ADA seats in each auditorium. It are available at a lower price than standard sightline seats. Uh, value pricing is only available to Stumps members, including the free tier membership, uh, AMC Insider. And preferred is tip, uh, seats that are typically in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a slight premium to standard sightline seats. As an added benefit to AMC's most loyal moviegoers, uh, A-list members may make reservations in the preferred sightline section at no additional cost. 
So this is interesting because I feel like this was talked about years ago mm-hmm. when we were still there, and nothing Which, ever came of it. For context, um, I would say, I guess, uh, TJ and I both used to work at AMC Theaters yes. uh, for for years, but um, we no longer do. And I believe this was a was something that, you know, was kind of like a rumor, you know, we, of course we all thought it was dumb. Yeah. But, you know, obviously nothing ever came of it until now. And me personally, I still think it's stupid. 100%. I, for me, I really don't care where I, I don't sit in the front row, but other than that, I don't care where I sit. So to me, this doesn't really affect me. Yeah. I'm not a big middle person. I really like to sit on the ends of rows. Uh, so if you ever see me anywhere, I like even at like a you know a game or a hockey game, a Bills game, I'm always going to be trying to sit on the end. Yeah. <laughs> so to me, it doesn't matter. What is it? so uh, Patrick Dougal looks like oh, his yeah. name is. Uh, he said new. So he showed a map of like of a Lincoln Square showing uh, at AMC. It said middle seats will be premium cost, while closer seats will be cheaper. Uh, wonder how long this will last. AMC A-list members can choose preferred seats with membership. And what it doesn't show here is the very front row uh, is blocked right, off here, yeah. but that is also listed in blue. And then, as you can see, now, here, uh, a couple of the handicap seats as well. I was gonna, seat. I was just gonna say, what does a companion seat count at? So, I mean, to me, a compa- Well, it's weird because the first post I saw about it said that it would include some ADA seats, which ADA companion seats is kind of a whole different thing. Is that what um, that is? I didn't know what the, ADA was. Well, ADA companion seats, what I know it as in, in the theater that I work at, is basically if if someone's coming in from like a home, whether it be like a special needs home or an elderly home or something like that, they can get an ADA pass, which would be free. So I'm wondering if they just got their wires crossed and just said ADA in terms of the handicap row. But as you can mm-hmm. see here, not all of the handicap row is even discounted. It's just one or two seats. Uh, which is very weird and also you know right here i feel like is where this all lives and dies oh you guys can't even see my cursor i'm pointing i'm pointing uh let's see here if i can get this a little bit better for you guys there we go this right here is the real thing that's like ridiculous because your whole thing which first of all we can get into a lot of different angles on this but the first thing i'll go into is right here you know these four seats you're paying three different prices for this. This is, you know, let's say this is an $8 ticket, a $10 ticket. Mm-hmm. Let's be more realistic. There's a $12 ticket, a $14 <laughs> ticket, and a $16 ticket. You're you're in the same spot. <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. like, there's no difference there. You are sitting in the same area of the auditorium. Uh, and not only is that just stupid, in my opinion, but also uh, a movie theater is not... As you just said, a movie theater is not a Bills game. A movie theater is not Madison Square Garden. It's not a concert hall. It's mm-hmm. not Shays. You're not the closer you are, the more of the stage you can see. You can see the actor's face. You can see Taylor Swift. She's right there in front of me. You're in a movie theater where you're supposed to have the same experience no matter where you are in the auditorium. And AMC, in their official press release, even said as much, which makes no sense. They started it out with, while at AMC, ev- while every seat at AMC offers an amazing movie-going experience, we are aware... Some are better than the others. <laughs> yeah, we, we, exactly. We, they basically pin it on the customers. They say, yeah. we are aware that some of our guests 
prefer, uh, you know, their seat choice over savings, whereas some of our customers prefer value over where they're sitting. Nobody wants to go to a movie for $2 less to sit in the front row like this the entire time. You know what I mean? Like, if it was $10 less or $5 less, then, yeah, maybe you would get, you know, some people doing that. So that's idiotic to me, using that argument that it's just like, you know, any other premium seating arrangements, you know, like a like a concert or something. The other thing that's kind of insane to me is uh, I work in a movie theater. You've worked in a movie theater. If somebody, somebody's going to buy a cheap ticket and then five minutes after the credits start, move to the middle rows. That's just what's going to happen. And I'm sorry, but these theaters are not packed houses. Maybe on Ant-Man opening night, you know, then sure, you're going to, you know, have a rigid seat structure. But on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday morning for the first 20 shows of the day, you're going to have 10 to 15 people in a 50 to 150 seat auditorium. Nobody's going to be paying for, you know, you're going to be looking at the seating chart and all these white seats are going to be filled and you're going to go, that's weird. Nobody's buying the preferred tickets. And then yeah, you're going to go in there and they're sitting in the exact <coughs> opposite. Like I'm surprised maybe you don't make it on a, uh, depending on demand basis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as far as like an Ant-Man or a, or an avatar or something mm-hmm. like that those movies maybe you implement this but you don't need it during the week like you just said it's just not there's not there's not enough people in the in the theater for it to matter 100%. <clears throat> and i think like what you just said i think that is a right i still think this whole thing is just ridiculous from the get-go but i do think that that is a good correction for the idea is to just apply it to the screenings that want it. But I think these companies, they just want a set-it-and-forget-it way to make money. They don't want to do the extra work of, okay, well, let's apply it to the opening weekends of these films, but then not to the Monday mornings, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. They just don't want to put in that effort, which is just insane to me because it's just like this. And then you look at the outre- the outcry, just like with the Netflix thing, Everybody's losing their minds over all this. I, I just can't believe how tone deaf all of this is. But then again, I can with, you know, really? knowing who the you CEO is. It? Yeah. Adam <clears throat> Aaron is just, you know, if he didn't single handedly save this country's economy, I, I would have so many, you know, strong words to say against him right now. I think Reddit did that. Oh, that's <laughs> right. That's right. Yes. I forgot. He's, <laughs> he's the one that just comes in and steals the credit for everything. Yes, correct. Now I remember. Anything left to say on this AMC thing? Because I'd rather end on a on a fun of uh, conversation. No, I I have uh, I don't I actually haven't been there in a while. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do about Ant Man. I still haven't bought tickets, but mm-hmm. uh, I I, yeah. I can tell you this uh, around us, this has not been implemented. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, and I would not be surprised. You know what? I think I could see this going either way, and I guess I'll throw this to the audience here. That's that's what I'll leave you with on this question. Do you? Because right now it's rolling out Friday in uh, test markets of New York, L.A., and I want to say it was either Chicago or uh, oh, okay. Houston. I think it was it was the two big cities, and then it was either Chicago or or Texas. And so my question is, do you think this is going to get past the test phase? Do you think it will roll out to theaters around us? My gut wants to say that if they were smart, it wouldn't. 
but knowing AMC and not even as an employee, I'm just talking about knowing Adam Aaron and how he thinks about things and everything. I think they're just going to just going to storm ahead with it. I, mm-hmm. I think they're just going to do it and it is going to be a train wreck. That That's what I think. But guys, let us know. What did you think uh, about all this AMC stuff? Do you think it's, you know, well-deserved? I know TJ brought up when we were talking about Netflix that, yes, at the end of the day, that's an issue, though, that in reality, people are overusing it and causing Netflix to lose profit. This is just a way to build additional profits off of the seats and services that we already had. So what do you guys think about all of that? Let us know in the comments down below. Uh, And then before we move on here, I just want to touch on chat real quick. Oh, Michelle said when we were talking about Netflix, she said, hashtag Peacock love, LOL. Yeah, I know that's a personal favorite of hers. But I will say, I think Peacock, you know, a couple years back, we gave HBO Max most improved uh, streaming service. I think Peacock is really making some strides. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think we got three years running. HBO Max, uh, then last year was probably Paramount Plus for most improved. I think this year, maybe it might be Peacock's year because I, I think they're adding a lot of good stuff. They got some great, you know, new movies on there and everything, too. But then Michelle said about the AMC thing. AMC uh, is in bankruptcy, can put people in uh, the seats like most theaters, and now will piss them off people with higher prices for the middle rows. Not a good business plan. And how are they going to enforce this at AMC? They don't have enough people to walk the aisles like they used to. You're going to need people checking tickets because if you think – that people aren't going to buy the cheap seats and then move since you can't fill an auditorium anymore, you're crazy. Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. I agree with that 100%. Uh, all right, TJ. We are, I guess, again, we are on the on the pathway of uh, shorter shows here. But uh, mm-hmm. who knows how long this conversation is going to last. This was just a totally natural build in my mind that I was just looking at some of the MCU posters that I have up in my house and really the main thing I thought was I was just like, I really hope that in the next few years we're going to be able to see Moon Knight punch Kang in the face. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just, like, thinking, like, I was talking to my roommate about Moon Knight, and I was just like, man, I really want that guy to just be a full-fledged Avenger. Just all of his craziness, just like in the comics, like, I just want to see Moon Knight go crazy and just punch the shit out of Kang, at least once. So that got me thinking, I was like, well... Who would we want to see fight Kang with all this Ant-Man 3 talk that Kang is now officially, officially introduced here? Again, he's probably going to be popping up soon in Loki Season 2, and then again after that many, many more times. But now that we officially have Kang in the MCU, let's uh, take a look at how to take him down. And so I looked up on the tier maker, is there like an Avengers draft or anything? And actually, it came a lot closer to what I was looking for than I thought, which is who is in the Avengers to fight Kang uh, in Avengers 5. Mm. So basically, we are going to be building up a team or ranking these heroes based on... Uh, oh, let me pull it up here. It'll be easier for you guys to see. Can, Definitely, uh, real quick, can I can yeah. I ask maybe that we... Can we do a combined list, maybe? Just oh, absolutely. Kind of yeah. Okay. There's, okay. I didn't there's even a, there's know a if lot I of Yeah. <laughs> we have all of these guys right here. Yeah, we are definitely doing, like, rapid-fire combined okay. list for sure. We have definitely an Avenger, so that's going to be... I'll throw his name out because I don't see it going any other way. Your Thors, your people like that that are, you know, your OP characters that are definitely going to be punching that guy in the face. Most likely to be... Most likely will be on the team, so that's maybe your, your B team. 
C-Team could help out in the fight. I think, like, you know, Hawkeye in the main battle in Endgame carrying the glove type thing. Uh, no way are they part of the team, so people probably are not qualified to uh, be standing up against somebody like Kang. And then, uh, bruh, they're dead before this fight even begins. Uh, mm -hmm. So <laughs> let's just go for it here. Uh, TJ, I will pull up the grid here of everybody. Uh, and let's just go in whatever order you want. We'll pick out, you know, we'll just pick out somebody at random uh, to start with. And let me know where you want to throw them on. Oh, boy. Uh, okay, let's go Hulk so first, I guess. Okay, where? On the right above Wasp, I think. Or is that uh, Cassie Lang? Bottom right. Boom. Okay, yes, yeah. I see that. All right, where <coughs> do we want to put Bruce Banner? And are we thinking I'm, that this is going to be the, the weakened Smart Hulk? Is he going to be back to Savage Hulk? Yeah. I'm thinking, uh, man, I'm thinking I, I'm going to give him a good a could help out. Uh, I think maybe that. maybe we start to phase Bruce Banner Hulk out of the MCU, or mm -hmm. at least the kind of fighting Hulk that we've seen in previous Avengers, and you go back to the small smart Hulk type thing. That's what I'm thinking. I think it could go another way, but it's your pick. Mm -hmm. So because we're gonna do this kind of a draft way where wh whoever whichever character we claim, mm -hmm. we get. Let's just say we get to put it where we where we think to keep it easy for a combined list. Right. So I agree with you. I think it could go another way. Of I think that they might be moving away from the Smart Hulk stuff, and I could see them maybe transitioning towards a like older the like Maestro Hulk which could put him into into beating the shit out of Kang. But I think right now with the Hulk that we have of introducing his son at a barbecue wearing a Hawaiian shirt, let's oh, just say right, he could yeah. help out. <laughs> so I, I agree with you on that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to go a little unorthodox here. I'm going to go, because also we got to remember, this is, this is a could be a multiversal Avengers, so there could be even more than who is on here right now. But we do have some variants on here. And the first one I'm going to pick is a variant, and that is I think that Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is going to fight on the multiversal team. Because mm -hmm. we have heard rumors that the main Avengers team is going, or, or a main Avengers team, is going to fight Kang, and that'll be the battle in the Kang Dynasty. But then that Avengers 6 will consist of a team of multiversal heroes. So I think that Tobey Maguire is going to get his time in the sun. And I think that Kang is going to brutally murder him. I, th I think that Kang is going to kill one of our beloved Spider-Men. I think that that is probably almost assuredly going to happen in my mm -hmm. opinion. Uh, what do you think? <clears throat> do you think that Kang is going to take out one of the... Whether it's Toby or maybe even Andrew. But I, I think that just to have a real, you know, not cheap, but an easy emotional, you know stab to the audience i think one of the spider-men is is probably a likely bet mm -hmm. yeah i think it's possible all right who do you want all right next? Uh, i'm gonna go uh next is gonna go slam dunk uh i'm gonna try to get some of these out of the way uh, i think miss marvel slam dunk easy on the team uh, oh uh literally just fourth one in from the top left there you go boom yeah, I agree. I think that she is going to have a bigger part to play. I think that there's going to be something going on with some ma some big old power-up that her, Carol, and Monica are going to be able to do together that, you know, I feel like their mm -hmm. powers combined is going to do something against uh, Kang, something against his time energy, and that is why my next pick to definitely be on the team is Shang-Chi. 
I yep, think that agree. obviously <laughs> that post credit scene, I think that we had, uh, I think in my opinion now, firmly when Wong, Carol, and Bruce are like, it sent out a signal, but where's it going to? I think very clearly to me now that was the quantum realm where Kang is. Might not be, might, could, still could be. Either way, I think that Kang, the rings, the energy, it all looks very similar and, and concurrent with Miss Marvel's bracelets. What we're seeing in the Ant-Man trailers, I think it's all connected. I think that the Marvels and Shang-Chi are going to be two of the biggest pieces uh, in terms of taking down Kang. Who would you want to go with next? Sorry. Uh, there we go. Echo. Echo. Uh, no, let's go Thor. Okay, we're going to go Thor. Uh, I'm I'm not gonna. He's not gonna be on the team. I don't think. You don't think gonna Thor go, is gonna be on the team? I think he. I think I'm gonna put him in most likely. Okay. Again, I know Chris. You know, I, I I'm thinking we're gonna start aging some of these people out at some point. It's been yeah. a long time. I feel like maybe Chris Hemsworth has more runway than than Mark Ruffalo does, as far as MCU goes. But yeah. Yeah, I think Thor is a most likely, but I don't think that's definite. Yeah, I think uh, I think I agree. I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of of coverage of time to cover from here to there, and I think that a lot can happen between then. Let's go next with uh, let's go with you know what? Let's go uh, lightning round on the Eternals here. Okay, uh, John Snow. <laughs> uh, John uh, Snow. I think he's dead before this fight. Wow, even dead. I was gonna say no way, but I, oh I shit! You know what? That. Yeah, I forgot that he's like a superhero. Yeah. I was thinking right. of him at the beginning of the, and obviously not John Snow, yeah. Dane Whitman. But right. I forgot right. that he is Black Knight now and like working with Blade. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. Let's put him there. Let's. I. I don't think. Maybe later. Maybe later on, uh, he's gonna have a bigger part to play. But uh, mm-hmm. Fastos. What about Fastos? Uh, I'm going to say could help out. I agree. I think that his engineering mind, I think mm-hmm. that we could see a sign. Ironically, with these two, I think we could see a new science bros uh, in the MCU just because, you know, Fastos, this whole thing is engineering and weapons building and everything like that. Uh, Kingo, I'll say no way. Uh, mm-hmm. I just think that, eh, you know what? I, I'll actually go could help out just because I feel like if there's a way that they can get Camille Nagiani to be an Avenger, I think they're going to try mm-hmm. and do it. Uh, that's just my thought. Uh, Cersei, I don't think she's going to be on the team. I think that a lot of oh, these wow, are Oh, wow, really? Well, what do you I think, thought, actually? I, I thought uh, maybe she most... I, th- I would say most likely, honestly. Just because she's kind of the standout, I feel like, of any of them. Yeah, she's kind of the main uh, you yeah. know, character. For Eternal, me, that's so. what I'm just thinking in my head. But No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree, actually. I think... Uh, yeah, I, I think most likely will be on there because she has... What do you call it? Transfiguration or transmogrification, mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. Sprite, I think, dead before this fight. Dead, okay, yeah. I, I can't I, even I'm, remember I'm what Sprite's yeah. power is. I, I can't even remember. Uh, uh, could she, like, is it like Mantis? <laughs> Does she like put people to sleep? Uh, no, Star Fox. Eros himself. <laughs> Harry Styles. I think either help out or no way. I don't think I, I, I don't think Harry, no I don't think you bring in Harry Styles like that, I just gotta kill him. <laughs> I think yeah, I think that Harry Styles is gonna is gonna probably be next in like an internals too or whatever that right. might look like uh icarus i don't think he's i think no way he's going to be yeah. part of the team just because you'd have to do some hula hoops and backs you know backflips to even get him be to be able to be on here mm-hmm. uh after where we left him uh what about drug drig i'm gonna say i'm gonna give it a could help out i agree 
I think he's also one of the more powerful ones. And I believe Thena, too, for me, I think she's one of the more powerful ones, too. And I think that you could get her on there. I think she would, unfortunately, be a good one to join the fight and then die. I, I think that she would be a good uh, a good death mm-hmm. in that movie. Because, unfortunately, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of death. Uh, last up, uh, Makari. I, I don't know. I think maybe could help out just to have a speedster there. She's really mm-hmm. the only speedster left right now. Oh, sorry. I forgot about I forgot about Tommy. But, but you know, uh, yeah. I, I think she could be good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, Who do you want to pick? Real quick, can I just make can I make a case for <clears throat> all of the Fantastic Four just not being in this movie at all? Just for the simple fact that I Oh wait, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of no, something No, it does else. come it does come out first. Fantastic Four does come. Does out it? First. Okay. I yeah. thought it cuz I saw a report today that it was it was going to start filming and I re- forgot if it was early next year or early 2025. But when I say 2025, no, yeah, that seems yeah, really far off. <laughs> early, it's already apparently in pre-production and they okay. said that fi- right. fi- principal photography is going to be filming in the beginning of 2024 okay. and then Take that back. I think Fantastic <laughs> 4 is July. Yeah, Fantastic actually it's right before this. I think Fantastic Four is July 2025, and then Avengers uh, 5 is uh, November 2025, I believe. believe Avengers 5 right now on IMDb is May 2nd, 2025. I don't know if that... Oh, 2025? Can you look up what Fantastic Four is? Maybe I have that backwards. Uh, Maybe Fantastic Four is July, and it is after. Oh, that's the wrong Fantastic Four. But either way, I agree. I don't think that Thing is going to be on the team. February, apparently. February what? Uh, 14th, 2025. Oh, even, oh, oh, that's really quick. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'll put him, I'll put the thing on no way. I'll put yeah. Johnny on maybe could help. I think out. they need time. I think, I think you need yeah. time to marinate these characters. I don't think you've just throw them in there. I think <clears> that Reed see, but then again, you say that, but then I think to I like, say Reed could help out. Maybe. I, then I think to like Infinity War. And Infinity War opens with like Heimdall and Loki sacrificing themselves, and mm. then th- Hulk is immediately thrown by Heimdall into Doctor Strange's living room. And I'm like, that's not much time to marinate on on mm. a lot of those, you know, on Doctor Strange and Wong, who we literally just met uh, like the year or two before that. Mm. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think if, even if they're on the team, I think they're going to take a, a back step. So let's throw Sue on here. Uh, yeah, I think that's good for them. All right, what about Namor? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think he's on the no team. Way. I don't think that Ironheart is going to be part of it. I, I think she's going to be too small potatoes at that mm-hmm. point because if you had said, okay, we're going from Wakanda Forever to an Ironheart movie where she's going to have that huge teched-out suit, but they're not. They're stripping her back. They are taking. They took away that suit at the end of the movie. She's going to be kind of pared down street-level stuff. So I'll, I'll, I don't think she's going to be a part of it. Uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk. For me, I think she will be on it. I agree it. with that. Yeah, yes. I think that she will definitely be on it. <clears throat> See, some of these choices, I'm just like, I don't really have any like empirical evidence. I'm just like... It just feels like She-Hulk is just going to be a big part of what's to come. Like, some of those Mm. just feel like that. For me, I got to say, I think Moon Knight's going to be on the team. I Mm. I really think Moon Knight's going to be on it. What do you think? Do you think maybe no? I think it's a a help out, maybe. Like, oh, could help out? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I think that's fair. I think, if anything, maybe Avengers 6, maybe the multiversal team. You know, maybe he'll mm. be on it even more. Let's see. Koye, I don't think so. I think no. there's, there's, you know, she's might be in Secret Invasion. She might be in mm-hmm. her own series and everything. I think she's got a lot going on. And Baku, I'll say no. no. Shuri <laughs> uh, could help out. Could help out, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like this is a little bit bigger than, than Wakanda right now. Nakia, Nakia, I'll go with no way. She's at... No way. No, yeah, I don't think she's she's teaching in Haiti right now. She's not fighting (coughs) multiversal Jonathan Majors. Let's go with Andrew. What do we think about Andrew? Uh, I think no way. I. You think no way at all? Yeah, yeah, I just and even with the Toby one, I just I just can't I can't get on board with them bringing them back again. I I think I think that's totally fair. Mm -hmm. I think that they a hundred percent are both going to be back. Like I, I don't think there's any world. I think yeah. you're you're totally. I mean, I I could agree with that. Like I get what you mean, but I don't think there is any world in which they don't come back. I think that you're gonna see. You know what? I'm gonna change my thought though because I do feel like Toby maybe is more of a secret wars than if we're going with the team in Kang Dynasty. I think you're right. I think Toby, no way. So I'm gonna change that because I think that okay. you could definitely see these two on the team in Secret Wars as well as a bunch of other multiversal people. But I do agree with you. Uh, on that note, what about Tom? Tom Holland, definitely. <laughs> I think, yeah, 100%. 100%. That might be uh, his Red... swan song, or close to it. I don't know when Secret no, Wars. he'd no. have... I mean, it could be, but yeah. if the contract is to believe, it should be one Spider-Man movie before, then five... Mm-hmm. Then six, then Spider Man five, then Spider Man six. So probably not. Oh, okay. But well, either way, he'll be on the team. Yeah, anything can happen. <laughs> I think a hundred percent. As long as they can get him, you're never gonna see Spider Man not be a main Avenger. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think you're ever gonna see that. Red Guardian. Uh, I think probably no way. No way. No. Yeah, he's a super soldier and a lesser super soldier at that. Speaking of, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's do a speed round of super soldiers. So, uh. Bucky Barnes, I think I'm gonna most, say likely, most likely, yep. yeah, because he's that. he's Bucky, he's earned the spot, he's going to be on there. Captain America, Steve Rogers himself. Uh, so uh, based on this dead. picture, no, dead. well, you think so? Yes, no. What if he takes? I think Chris, Evan, like Chris Evans is juice. done. I think Chris Evans is done. <laughs> Even in, well, all right, we're talking about Kang Dynasty. What do you think about for Secret Wars though? You don't maybe. think so? Maybe. I think maybe. Speaking of, let's go with Tony Stark. You know what I'm going to say about this? Dead. No, dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rhodey. Rhodey is most a most likely or could help out. I'll yeah, I think he yeah. might be a good swan song because mm-hmm. he's gonna he's a huge part of Secret Invasion. Then right after that, we're getting Armor Wars. Then this, I think he's mm-hmm. a unfortunately prime candidate for termination in this movie because mm-hmm. i feel like even though yeah we're getting a roadie movie finally i think it's like okay here's the movie to really get into this character so that you love him even more than you already do and then we're gonna kill him immediately mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised pepper potts who i saw on here for some reason uh, uh dead before it begins dead. uh quicksilver <laughs> dead before it begins because he's yep. dead uh okay let's save for wasp 
What do we think um, about Angelina Lily's Wasp? I think it's either No Way or they're dead. Yeah, I'll put her at the back. I think no this way. maybe I, this could be her last movie. For yeah, Man I think right it could here. be. Yeah, uh, Mobius. Let's go with some TVA people. Uh, I don't think there. No I don't think there's any way that there's TVA people no. on the team. Yeah, I, Sylvie. No way. But Loki, Loki could help out. I'd say. Yes, I think that Loki could be a pop through a portal. You gotta listen to me. Like <laughs> you know, one of those one of those numbers. Let's see. What about Lady Sif? Minus one arm. Uh, I'm gonna go with no way. Okay, I'll agree with you. That yeah. I had, I had no opinion on. <laughs> uh, uh, Captain I, Carter, yeah, dead. Uh, yeah, okay, dead. Fine. Natasha, uh, dead. Natasha, dead. <laughs> uh, Drax, dead. Dead. <laughs> um, where is he? Where is that little fucker? There we go. Dead. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think he's gonna be. I think if he's alive. Okay, you know what? We can't. Let's not. I mean, I think he's definitely gonna die. But let's. Mm-hmm be a little more realistic with rocket because he is kind of like a main avenger i'll say um, it could help out i think he could help out yeah all right uh groot i think he could help out you know what yeah. actually i think i'm gonna i'm gonna veto here i think Groot mm-hmm. could help out i think rocket will most likely be on the team he okay. spent six years or five years being an avenger you know him and Rhodey are close true, you know yeah. i think I, I feel like that's easily lost on a lot of just because it's just one of those things where it's like oh yeah him and nebula technically were avengers longer than they were ever guardians Mm -hmm. uh at least on screen but again i think if rocket doesn't die in guardians 3 which i think he might i think he might die in avengers maria hill i think no way or dead let's say dead yeah phil colson i (laughs) this might just be the agents of shield in my heart i'm gonna put him on could help out Okay. Coulson, if they bring back the Colson from Agents of Shield, which there's rumors that uh, Daisy from that uh, is Quake is going to be coming back with Chloe Bennett. If they find a way to fold things from Agents of Shield back in, this dude was a robot. He was Ghost Rider uh, for a little bit there. Like Phil's got some some surprises up his sleeve that I think that he could help out with, but I definitely don't think he's going to be an Avenger. Let's go with Billy and Tommy. Uh, so Wiccan, could, little magic yeah, boy. Could. I think I'll put them both on could help out. Mm-hmm. Little, you know, you could have a speedster and a little magic guy help out. Yeah. Uh, Morgan, I don't think there's no way because she's only mm. going to be like eight at this point. What the hell is she going to do? <laughs> uh, Shang Chi's sister, uh, Zha Ling. I, I, I don't think. Don't think. Part, yeah, yeah I, I think it's similar with some of the TVA people, some of the Eternals. Mm-hmm. I think it's just we just got to focus on other people. It's the same way that yeah. Valkyrie wasn't in Infinity War. You just you have to kind of go with you know who who do we need to tell this story, you know stuff like that. Yeah. And then I think Secret Wars is where you bring everybody in. Well, I think um, you can call out uh, Kate Bishop and. Uh, Florence Pugh as definites, in my opinion. Yes, I agree 1,000%. I don't see any world. Right now, I think that our definitely is, like, all of this open to interpretation, mm. I think our definitely is, like, rock solid right now. I don't see I'd agree. any way of all six of these not being definite Avengers. But, yeah. Uh, oh, Molly Joyne says, hey there, how's your evening? Uh, good, we are deciding who we think will be a uh, part of the avengers team in avengers 5 kang dynasty uh let's go with katie with her bow and arrow i think unfortunately aquafina would be dead uh before they even left wow uh echo dead 
Yeah, no. Because she's not even a super. She has like the heightened senses and stuff, and the great mm-hmm. martial arts. But she has got she's got no super soldier, nothing like that. Uh, Jimmy Woo, I think definitely probably top. No, I, I think no. no way they're on the team. I don't think that they Agreed. would kill Jimmy Woo. He's just too no, big of a fan so favorite character. But no, you know, just no. Uh, this one bit of a shot in the dark. Adam Warlock. We don't. Oh, really I couldn't know. even tell who that was. <laughs> yeah, it's it, he looks like a kid in that art yeah. i mean it's great art but mm-hmm. uh, clearly this was made before the trailers for guardians 3 started dropping uh adam warlock i think i'll say will most likely be on the team mm-hmm. i i think that uh i won't put him in definitely because if guardians 3 ends and he's in like a bad place or something then yeah. i don't think so but uh i think it could be because will Poulter's one of those guys too that's just like you don't cast Will Poulter to keep him on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. All right, let's throw in a curveball here. Kang himself. So I'm assuming this would mean he who remains or some sort of a positive Kang variant, let's say. Let's let's uh, go with that. So wh- what do you think? Do you think that he could help take down I'd give himself? it a could help out, possibly. I-, I agree. I think that there would definitely be a time where we will meet another, you know, if he who remains was kind of a benevolent Kang, just kind of not caring either mm-hmm. way. I think there's a chance we could meet a good Kang, a good Nathaniel Richards that can help out. Cassie Lang, I feel like could help out because I feel like they're really going to make her a big character in this third Ant-Man movie. Um, Mm -hmm. So I don't want to underestimate her too much. Okay, this is a tough one. Scott Lang. Now, I would say definitely, but what if he dies? I'll give it a most likely. Yeah, I feel like I put him with Thor where it's like pending any sort of like heroic sacrifice. I think they would Mm -hmm. be on it definitely. But I think there's a chance that something might happen to them. Uh, let's go with Carol Danvers. What do you think? I'll think. I think I'll go likely. I agree. Because also, I feel like there has to be a certain out of your depthness. Right. That I think the important thing is this is going to be the team, but this is not the team that is going to take down Kang. That's mm. a very important distinction. Is that I think that kind of like we saw in Infinity War. They might go in a little, you know, half-cocked and not uh, not on stable footing. But speaking of stable footing, uh, I think their leader I is think obviously, yep. obviously <laughs> going to be Sam Wilson. And uh, let's see. Oh, Daredevil. Let's say Daredevil. What do you think? Um, I think maybe most likely. Most likely, yeah. Because you got to think, he was, in she- he was in Spider-Man, She-Hulk. He's about to be in his own show. He's going to be in other shows, or and he's going to be in Echo. He's probably going to be in another in another movie. He might be in Spider-Man Four. All of that is before this movie, so you know I think that I think you could see a lot more character building from from Daredevil in between. Nick Fury, I think maybe dead. I don't I I don't even know if maybe Nick Fury doesn't make it out of Secret Invasion. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know because Sam Jackson. Maybe Nick Fury is already dead. Being Nick Fury. <laughs> Right? That's possible. <laughs> I agree with you though. I think he loves being Nick Fury, but uh, I'll go. You know what? I'll go. No way. Okay. Just because I think he's going to be one of those people that he's going to be around until the end of the MCU. Uh, Heimdall, homie's dead. already dead. Uh, oh wait, fuck! But no, is he though? Because we fucking he was he was like, oh, welcome to Valhalla. We're still alive in here. Mm. Nah, just I forgot just, about that. Leave him dead. He's dead. What about Jane? <laughs> Jane, dead. Jane Fonda. All right, Valkyrie. Valkyrie, I think could is help a, out. Could help out. Yep. For sure. Korg. No way. No way. Nope. Uh, Hawkeye. 
Let's put a... real world issues aside. Uh, yeah, that's not that's uh, not um, bad. Uh, Jeremy Renner, I hope you have a fast that. recovery. Yeah, could I didn't help mean out. he did anything wrong. Yeah, I think could help out. I think could help out. I think that he's not going to know that Kate is going to go on this mission with them or whatever. But I, I don't think that he's going to be going because you know, the dude's retired. He might call in mm. a few favors, send in uh, Linda Cardellini for him. Uh, let's get some of these guardians down. So Mantis. Uh, no way. Yeah, I think no way. I think she might be a goner too. Nebula, I think either could help out or most likely. I think I'll go could help out. Yeah. All right. Gamora. Gamora, I don't think so. Yeah. I think no way. Uh, Let's go with Blade. Blade. So we'll have the Blade movie by then. We'll have probably another appearance by him by then. I think I'll he... say I could. I yeah, think I think could. he could help out. I'm trying to save, trying to balance some heavy hitters still. Let's right. go with Maya. The, what is it? The Red sparrow the bird lady the from what movie that's uh moon knight maya Maya. oh right right gosh Uh, it's been too long since i've seen i don't i i don't think so i I would say no no way way. yeah (laughs) yeah i don't think she's gonna die i don't think she's gonna be in it i just think there's no way monica so monica could have a big part to play i don't know i think most likely i think most likely yeah, I'll put it right with Carol there. Because I think, like I said, I think there's some power dynamic between these four that that, that somehow it's it's all linked together. Mm-hmm. That they're all drawing on the similar energy with the bands and the rings and everything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, the power broker herself. No way. Sharon Carter. Uh, I think she's dead. Oh, I think she's dead. <laughs> dead. Okay. Well, I Even think, she, I think yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt's Star-Lord. I think no way. I agree. I, I, I that's that's us. a hard agree. Or not, yeah. you know, not like dead, but just. I know what you mean. I think it's a know. maybe sit this one out, and then maybe he'll be in Secret Wars type yeah. thing. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Let's see. Sorry, Wong. I got to do it to you, man. Uh, who's next, Wong? I think. Oh, they're gonna say dead. I would if there was. Well, there's reports that apparently they're fast tracking another Doctor Strange movie between now and this. Oh um, really? Oh yeah, shit! Apparently. I think I'm going to go could help out. Okay. Yeah, so. that. All right. I feel like these America last four Chavez are pretty tough. Is, I don't know. I'm going to say. I think she could help out. I yeah, feel like she's more of a secret wars. I don't know where she's going. What, like, what, I, I, what are we doing with her character? I feel like she's more <laughs> of a secret wars because she tap, she can tap into the multiverse. You mm. know what I mean? I feel like maybe she'll be in the movie for sure. Because right. that's the other thing, too, is that we're not saying who's going to be in the movie. We're saying right. what is the Avengers team within the movie mm-hmm. going to be. Um, so I think maybe she'll be a post-credit, like, you know, punching a star through Kang and being like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Like, how cool would that be, though, if there's, like, a Portals moment from Endgame, but it's, like, you see uh, Tobey Maguire She's and Andrew Garfield. a bunch of stars. Like yeah, it. we just see, like, the, all the Spider-Men walk out of these stars and shit. That would be so cool. I love that effect on her uh, little travel thing. Okay, let's get down to the three serious ones. I think Doctor Strange, in my opinion, I think definitely... What do you think? Uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, again, maybe maybe this is, again, maybe Ben and Cumberbatch last ride. WandaVision. <laughs> Wanda, That's not her name. Wanda Maximoff. I'm going to say. Dead. Oh, man. No, no I don't kidding. think so. Uh, I'm going to say most likely. I agree. I think, yeah. Because she, she's got to redeem herself. She's got to mm-hmm. come back around. You know what I mean? She's got to come back around the other side. And then, I don't know about you. Vision. I think that my guy is uh, definitely. I, I think, think that so. he's going to be because you well, yeah, got it's the West Coast Avengers. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah, he might. Yeah, honestly, if you look at this lineup, there are a lot of West Coast Avengers on it. Yeah, really. I actually didn't even think about that. You got Kate Bishop, you got She-Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, White Vision, and Sam Wilson. All in the comics have been West Coast Avengers. You got Vision Quest. You got, he's probably going to be, actually, I think they've said he's definitely going to be in Armor Wars, maybe even in Secret Invasion. I, I don't think that Paul Bettany's going to be going anywhere uh, anytime soon. I think they're just going to keep keep going on with that character. But that is it. So our official Avengers team is Sam Wilson as Captain America, Ms. Marvel, Shang-Chi, She-Hulk, Spider-Man, Kate Bishop Hawkeye, Yelena Belova, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, and White Vision. And then you can see here all of our most likely to be on the team could help out. No way are they part of the team. And then they're dead before this fight even begins. It will be very, very interesting to see where this kind of goes. We'll pull this back up, you know, when we get closer to it. Maybe, you know, uh, we'll pull it up when the movie comes out and we'll we'll see how we did. But, uh, guys, I think that will do it unless is there anything else uh, that we wanted to touch on here? Yeah, I think that will do it, guys. Oh, TJ, um, mm. how did you feel about uh, this week's episode of The Last of Us? Yeah, I was. I'm was surprised <laughs> this wasn't on like the the docket for today. Uh, another good episode. Interesting to see this new character. This new character that we were introduced to, not in the game. That's what I heard. So they strayed from the storyline quite a bit uh, from the mm-hmm. game. So I'm interested to see how this character goes. Uh, I'm excited. Next week we get the the big one. The big infected. I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, the bloater, right? Isn't yes, that what they, correct. What they're I believe saying? that's what it's called. I could be wrong. Uh, and then I don't know. That might be left for are. dead terms. I could be wrong. Oh, though. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I, that sounds right actually. <laughs> yeah. And then I have not gotten to this part of the game, obviously, but I've heard this is the Sam and Henry week, uh, yes. which apparently that is a very big thing. Uh, so I yes. cannot wait to see that kind of unfold. But if you guys want some of my uh, quick thoughts on it, I did post my own uh, episode four quick reaction. But we are going to, I think, call it there and then probably do a bigger review. We're also going to have, and I'm telling TJ this for the first time right now, uh, Bad Batch. Somehow, some way, we are already at the mid-season mark. So there's going to be a two-part, a big two-part episode drop tonight or, you know, tomorrow morning with two full half-hour episodes that are oh, uh, apparently going to feature... Uh, yeah, they're going to feature... Rex will be in them, and people that already have the screeners are calling them two of the best animated Star Wars episodes of uh, all time. Wow. And people are saying, think episode three of season two of The Bad Batch. So if it's going to be anything like the Crosshair Cody episode, sign me up. So we'll probably be talking uh, major Last of Us and also major Bad Batch next week as well, just because there's not a lot coming out. And then... After next week, so next week's Tuesday show will be the 14th. Then at some point over that weekend, we will be going to see Ant-Man Quantumania, and then we will be reviewing that. I will have my quick review up. I will probably post a quick review on TikTok and Instagram. And then uh, we will probably do a full spoiler discussion uh, the next, next Tuesday on the 21st. So until then, guys, there are some of the things that we've got cooking for you guys. You can go check out the channel right now. we got a whole bunch of stuff. I've been posting a ton of reviews. i got my Knock of the Cabin review. I have my Megan review up on the channel and a couple other things as well. So until then, guys, that'll do it for me. I've been one of your hosts, Sean Monk. I've been one of your other hosts, TJ Cornwell. Thank you for watching. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you thought about any of the topics below. Follow us on our social medias, and we will see you next time. Boom.